Support for the Cherry Picking Podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Hey, fellas, it's time to get with the times and get with the technology that is Manscaped and their Lawnmower 2.0 tool. I've actually never used an electric trimmer before in the past. I received my Lawnmower 2.0 from Manscaped about a week or so ago, and I used it last night, and boys, I am in love. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. This tool is so perfect. It will help your manscaping issues down there. No longer will you have to use scissors. No longer will you have to use that old Gillette razor blade that you use on your face to trim your beard. To trim your balls. I'm telling you, you guys will love this tool. It's the Lawnmower 2.0 product. I got mine last week and I am in love. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. I'm telling you, it is time right now to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Fellas, I'm telling you, get your partner to get you this as a stocking stuffer, or you can even wrap it up and put it underneath the Christmas tree, but you need this tool for this holiday season. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. Fellas, it's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs because no one likes chafing down there. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't make you feel good. And why go through something like that when you don't have to? That's why you got to get the Manscaped Perfect Package. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. But cracking! Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped has also <laughs> Manscaped also has a crop preserver, which is an anti-itch chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on your smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls and your partner will thank you. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com if you use the code BIGHEADS. And I think this will be the perfect gift for you or your partner this holiday season. And I think everyone will have a very Merry Christmas and Jolly Balls. Hey everybody, this is your host Andre Cherry and you are listening to the Cherry Picking Podcast, which is presented by the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned in to the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. On this episode, I'll preview the upcoming Temple versus UNC matchup in the 2019 Military Bowl. The Temple Owls will attempt to win its ninth victory of the season in this bowl game, which will be played on Friday, December 27th at 12 p.m. Eastern at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. And if you can believe it or not, this is actually the first ever matchup between the American Conference's Temple Owls and the ACC's 
North Carolina Tar Heels. This is Temple's fifth straight bowl game and the ninth in school history. Temple has been bowl eligible for six straight seasons, which is tied with Memphis for the longest streak in the American Conference. This is Temple's third time playing in the Military Bowl. Now, under first-year head coach Rod Carey, Temple finished the 2019 regular season with an 8-4 mark overall and a 5-3 record in the American Athletic Conference. This season's senior class is the third winningest program in school history with 33 victories. They are only the second group of seniors in school history to play in a bowl game every year. The first class to do that was the 2018 group of seniors. If the Owls win against UNC during this bowl matchup, they'll be only the fourth Owls program to win nine games. The last time the Owls won nine games was back in 2011. This season's Owls team was led by some very impressive playmakers. In fact, three players were recently named to various All-America teams. Redshirt junior defensive end Quincy Roche earned the highest recognition as he was voted first team by Sports Illustrated. Roche was also named the Defensive Player of the Year by both the American Athletic Conference and Eastern College Athletic Conference. This season, Roche accounted for 44 tackles, 18 tackle for losses, 13 sacks, two fumble recoveries, a forced fumble, and a block kick. Roche was a difference maker on a defense stacked with playmakers this season. On offense, redshirt junior Matt Hennessy earned second team honors from USAA Today and Pro Football Focus and also garnered a third team selection by the AP. Hennessy was the highest graded center in FBS according to Pro Football Focus. He only allowed four quarterback pressures and no sacks on 826 total snaps this season. If we look at his teammate on offense, freshman running back Raymond Davis earned first-team All-America freshman honors from ESPN and Pro Football Focus. Davis helped to fill the huge void left by the departure of eventual NFL running back Raquel Armstead. Davis led the team in rushing with 900, and his yardage attempts, 178, rushing touchdowns, 7, and 100-yard games, 3, rank second on Temple's all-time list among freshmen to only Bernard Pierce. Davis has the third most rushing yards by any true freshman in FBS. Davis's production in combination with running back Jagger Gardner has been a solid one-two punch this season. And unfortunately for Mr. Gardner, he had gotten hurt a few games before the end of the season for Temple. So he, his career is over for the Temple Owls, but those two running backs had a great combination this entire season. Temple will need the players who I just mentioned to have a good game to win against UNC. Maybe not a good game, probably a great game, honestly, to win against North Carolina. Especially from an offensive perspective, this team feels like it's been trying to find its groove all season long. And the Owls, while they have playmakers on offense, I haven't necessarily been impressed by the quarterback play. Last season, the Owls ranked 24th for points scored at 34.9. However, this season, the Owls dropped quite a bit to 76th overall, uh, which is good for 27.4 points per game. Head coach Rod Carey has played two quarterbacks this season. Starter Anthony Russo has seen the most snaps and has thrown for 2,733 yards and 21 touchdowns this season. Russo has completed 58.6% of his pass attempts this season, which is a slight improvement from 2018. Russo is a leader of the Temple Owls, and he earned the starting position in 2018 after saving their season last season 
after the Owls began their season with two straight losses, including a head-scratching loss to Villanova in Week 1. With Russo as a starter last season, he would go on to lead the team to a 7-3 record and a bowl berth. This season, he earned the starting nod with the new head coaches, but Rod Carey has allowed backup quarterback Todd Santeo to see some action. Santeo has seen limited series this season, but has taken meaningful snaps throughout the season. Santeo has thrown for 378 yards with four touchdowns. Carey has inserted Santeo into the action to help provide an additional element to the offense, which includes his ability to run the ball. This season, Todd Santeo rushed the ball 42 times for 185 yards. Head coach Rod Carey says, and I'm paraphrasing this statement here, that Santeo is a playmaker who he didn't feel comfortable let riding the bench this season. I think that that is a true statement, but I also feel like Carey inserted Santeo into into his game plans out of necessity, especially during moments where Russo's production fell flat. I think Santeo deserved to see more action than he did this season, and I'll be surprised to see how much action he gets in this game against North Carolina. Now this summer... I wouldn't be surprised if there's a quarterback competition between Russo, Centeo, and incoming freshman quarterback Matt Duncan. Out of the 21 players who signed their letters of intent in December to Temple, Matt Duncan was the only quarterback offered, the only quarterback who signed with Temple. So I believe he's got a real shot to make some moves this offseason because I truly believe Russo's left the door wide open for competition for the upcoming season. And I believe Rod Carey when he says Todd Santeo is an athlete and he he doesn't feel comfortable letting him ride the bench. But I also feel like you don't play Todd Santeo unless you feel like there's a need there. And he wants to see these players who are on his roster and see what they can do in game time action. So I think it was truly a a tryout. You know, Russo is a starter, but Todd Santeo is going to see some action as well. And I really wouldn't be surprised if Matt Duncan makes it competitive this offseason. So that's just my opinion. That's just my take on it. Because like I said, I haven't necessarily been impressed with the quarterback play. And I think that's one area that could really, really try to see some improvement this offseason. Now on defense, the Owls have looked solid all season long. The Owls boast a total defense which ranks third in the AAC. Temple's red zone defense is ranked number one in the conference and fourth nationally. The defense is led by single digit linebackers Sean Bradley, Chappelle Russell, and Sam Franklin. These three playmakers have accounted for over 200 tackles, 23.5 tackle for losses, with a handful of interceptions and forced fumble recovery sprinkled in there as well. Temple's defense has been the anchor of this Owls team for the past several seasons. And in order for Temple to have a shot against UNC, Temple's defense is going to have have to have its best game of the season. So that was my little preview of Temple in this upcoming Military Bowl matchup between Temple versus UNC. After this short break, I'll preview the UNC Tar Heels and then I'll give my game prediction. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Hello and welcome to Retro Wrestling Review. I'm your co-host, Troy Adams. And with me is the other host of Triple R, Santiago. Tell him, Santi. Damn it, this here to Algo, hermano. Every single Monday night here on Retro Wrestling Review, we do watch-alongs and bring in-depth analysis with a funny take on the most historic wrestling matches you can't find on the WWE Network. We cover Lucha Libre, Japanese wrestling, and the American territories, and so much more. 
Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Retro Wrestling Pod. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and even YouTube. And our shows are all archived on the No Please Don't Podcast Network. Visit us at www.nopleasedontpodcast.com for more, brother. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm now going to preview the UNC Tar Heels program in their upcoming matchup against the Temple Owls in the Military Bowl to be played on December 27th. So under first-year head coach Mac Brown, UNC finished the 2019 regular season with a 6-6 mark overall and a 4-4 record in the ACC. The Tar Heels became bowl eligible with a win over NC State during its last game of the regular season. And the last time UNC went bowling was in 2016 when the Tar Heels earned a berth to the Sun Bowl against Stanford. The Tar Heels would end up losing that matchup against the Stanford Tree by a score of 25-23. Head coach Mack Brown has been a huge difference maker for a UNC program that only won five games combined the last two seasons. Brown returned to North Carolina football for the first time in approximately 21 years, 9 months, and 10 days when UNC opened the season against South Carolina on August 31st. With 250 career victories, Mack Brown has produced the most wins of any active coach in the nation. Brown is also one of only five active head coaches who have won a national championship. So Mack Brown returns back to UNC with a very impressive record, a very impressive resume. He has great experience, and I honestly, in the beginning of the season, I thought this one may have, may have been a bad move for Mac Brown, who had been retired for about five seasons. He had a nice job at ESPN, and I thought maybe maybe his best years were behind him, but it seems as if he has really infused a new culture into UNC, and I know you can't tell by a 6-6 six six record, but they were in some games this season, and they they really had a shot to really shock the ACC Coastal this year. Despite the 6-6 record, Brown's UNC squad has been in some very close matchups this season. Nine of Carolina's 12 games in 2019 were decided by seven points or fewer, which is the most by any team in the AP poll era dating back to 1936. Now, one of those games that comes to mind is the matchup against Virginia in which UNC lost in the six-overtime thriller. In that matchup, the Tar Heels lost 43-41 in what would eventually become the longest game in ACC history. Virginia, as you know, went on to win the Coastal Division of the ACC. They met Clemson, and they got blown out by, by Clemson, but Virginia would go on to win the Coastal. Another close loss for UNC was the matchup against Clemson, the eventual ACC Atlantic winner, the eventual ACC Conference winner. The UNC lost that matchup against Clemson by a score of 21-20. to This game happened to be the first one-point loss by an unranked team against the number one team in the nation since 1997. The Tigers happened to be ranked number one in that matchup against UNC and narrowly came away with the victory against the Tar Heels. However, Clemson would relinquish the number one ranking and haven't been number one in the AP poll since. Clemson would eventually go on to win the Atlantic. They beat the brakes off of Virginia in the ACC championship game. They are now set to face off against Ohio State in the college football playoffs. So if I'm Mac Brown and I'm talking to my, my team, I'm talking to recruits that are signing on to the program, you have to give a message that says, we 
we can run with these boys. We can run with the best team in the in the division. We ran with the best team in the ACC overall. Uh, it was a one point matchup. I know a six and six record doesn't show you that show you the full potential of a team, but Carolina has has had some close losses. They've been in games where they probably shouldn't have been in. And that match against Clemson was probably Clemson's biggest scare for the past few seasons. They haven't had a scare like that. I know Syracuse versus Clemson last season was uh, a really close matchup. But Clemson hasn't felt the pressure quite like they did against UNC this season where UNC was within a point of winning that game. And UNC, you know, they certainly can build on this for the future, but UNC is in it. And they are in it in the Coastal next season. There's no runaway favorite next season. Virginia had a great season this year. Virginia Tech was also uh, a very good team. But outside of that, they could really run with these teams next season. It's not like the Atlantic Division where Clemson is just going to continue to dominate for year in and year out. Especially considering that Clemson had a really good recruiting period uh, in December here. So it's... It's not as wide open on the Atlantic side, but fortunately UNC plays in the Coastal. They have a legitimate shot to be a legit team out of the Coastal next season. And the sky's the limit, honestly, for this program. Mac Brown has done some great things for UNC, and I think the future is really bright with Mac Brown as the head coach at North Carolina. Now, on paper, UNC is a very balanced team. The Tar Heels boast an offense which ranks third in the ACC in total offense, which averages 469 yards per game. Carolina's scoring offense is fifth in the ACC at 31.3 points per game. UNC ranks seventh in the ACC in total defense and also has a scoring defense that ranks in the top five in the ACC. Now, some players to look out for on Carolina include true freshman quarterback Sam Howell, who leads the conference in passing yards with 3,347. He also leads the conference in passing touchdowns with 35. His favorite targets are wide receiver Daz Newsom and Diami Brown, who have combined for 1,894 receiving yards with 19 total touchdowns. And I would be remiss to not mention the North Carolina running backs, Michael Carter and Javante Williams, who are both knocking on the doors of 1,000 yards rushing for the season, respectively. They have eight total touchdowns combined. And on defense, converted linebacker from quarterback Chaz Sherratt leads the conference in total tackles with 110, six sacks, and one interception. So that's pretty crazy to transfer or to convert from quarterback to linebacker and you lead the conference. That's uh, He's quite the athlete, I would say. Now some random tidbits to mention while you're watching this game. On December 27th, the Military Bowl featuring Temple versus UNC. For Temple, this is the second consecutive and the third time in school history that Temple has faced an ACC opponent in a bowl game. Wide receiver Jaden Blue needs only 25 yards to become the first Temple receiver to have 1,000 yards receiving in one season. Offensive lineman Jovan Fair will be the first Temple football player to start in four bowl games in a career, which is really impressive. And defensive end Quincy Roche is tied for the program record for sacks in a season at 13. He also holds the conference record with 26 career sacks. So those were just some random tidbits to mention. And before I get into my prediction for this game, I just want to say Temple has come a long way since I was a kid. Um, I'm not from Philly uh, originally. I'm from the Chicagoland area. And Temple was a program that was pretty much a laughingstock. Um, and 
you know, you didn't really take them seriously. But now this is a program that is on the map. You have to pay attention to this team. You have to pay attention to the playmakers on defense. This is uh, this is becoming a legit program. And if you want to go go to the NFL, this is a team that you should definitely look at, or a program you should look at if you're a high school player or a player transferring in. Temple is playing legit ball, and hats off to head coach Rod Carey for getting this team bowl eligible. For this season, I know he had a, a roster that was loaded with talent, but it's not an easy thing to come into a program, a new program. You're in a new region of the country, and to be successful in the American Conference, this is a tough division out of the East. He won eight games, and that's nothing to laugh at. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's really impressive because at the end of the day, you want to go to bowl games. Temple has a bowl streak right now that it's really impressive, and I think the future is bright for Temple, and I think. It's great when you go to a bowl game. And and with all that said, I do want to give my prediction. You know, the fact that they get got to the military bowl is great, but I think this will be one of their toughest matchups of the season against North Carolina. And I give the edge to the Tar Heels. My prediction for the military bowl, UNC 28, Temple 13. The 2019 Military Bowl will be played on Friday, December 27th at 12 p.m. Eastern at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. This game will be broadcast nationally on ESPN, so you don't want to miss it. With that, I will sign off. This will be my final podcast of 2019, so I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa. I also want to wish you a Happy and Safe New Year. And I look forward to churning out some more college football content in 2020. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for rocking with me these past couple of seasons. I greatly appreciate the support. You can find all of my college football bowl predictions on my website at cherrypickinsports.com. I'm in a bowl pick with some other great guys you can follow on Twitter who are also fans of the the college football game they also put out content all season long you can find uh, the bowl pick um standings at my friend mike snide's website which is mikedropsports.com i'm in a bowl pick them with like five other guys and this season i plan to win last season in 2018 i tied with my my buddy mike snide and this year i'm gonna try to win the whole thing and i think i i think i'm gonna do it I'm excited to take these guys' money, and I can't wait for college football to officially kick off its bowl season for 2019. Like I said, you can find my content at cherrypickingsports.com. You'll find all my predictions there. You should run over to my buddy, micdropsports.com, to find all my predictions with the other guys in that bowl pick them. They're great follows on Twitter. You can find them on my Twitter. I have the... Uh, I have the posts up there in the beginning of my timeline. So please follow along as we play this season. And again, thank you guys for listening to the show. I appreciate the support and I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. So with that, I want to wish you a very safe and happy holidays. Hope you enjoy watching college football this bowl season. And who knows, I'll probably put out a podcast or two after we get into the year 2020. So I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Have a good one. Enjoy watching college football, and I will be in touch. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show 
and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickinsports.com. And if you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.